All right, let's get this over with. Join Yes Have Some podcast every Friday night for Midnight Mando, the Mandalorian after show. 12 a.m. Eastern, only on YouTube. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Starkiller Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. I got to tell you, if you got your Spotify end of the year playlist (laughs) and we weren't your top five podcasts, (laughs) you can go ahead and fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) We weren't mine. (laughs) I was not. I was not in mine. Jake, did you did you see your list? I did. Yeah. How was it? How's your list? (laughs) I don't believe it. Okay. I think my list is wrong. Okay. Of it's podcasts or of everything? Well, no, not the podcast, but just like my music lists. It just had a couple things in there that I do listen to, but I was like, there's no way this was like my number two for the, you know what I mean? Like they just, some of the numbers seemed weird. A little off, a little off. How about you, Abby? How are your numbers? Uh, perfectly normal for what I've been listening to this what, year. What was your number one song of the year? Uh, number one song was by Tyler. The no. Number two was Tyler, the creator. Um, number one, The Breaking of the Fellowship by Howard Shore and Edward something. It's the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Like, I, I have to explain myself. I listen to that soundtrack specifically when I take a shower at night to, like, chill out. And it's been, like, you know, obviously kind of a rough year. So I've listened to it a lot over and over. I Actually, have, a total yeah. of 56 times. Oh, and that's a long song. It's, yeah, I'm <laughs> that's kind a of long proud soundtrack. of myself, honestly. Um, I was looking at my top five podcasts. And... Uh, yeah, no, yes, have some didn't make it. I, I tend not to re-listen to us. Uh, I, I did Same. like I used to, but not, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I'll put an episode on. Yeah, yeah. If I do, it's not through Spotify. Yeah. My what, Craig? What was your number one song? My number one song. We'll do this. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Well, Abby save just it. said what hers was. So I, did. I, I'm pretty sure if I, I don't have it up right now. Thinking back, I'm pretty sure I know number two was my own band, which is so embarrassing. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but that's fine. Uh, floral that's mass. an immediate don't post. Floral mass on Spotify. I'll have to go look now. I, t- I will say that um, my top podcast was the Bill Simmons podcast, which is a pop culture and sports podcast oh, followed by now people might not realize that i think i'm about to expose some factual things about myself number two 83 weeks with eric bischoff number three arn anderson and number four jim ross uh so three and a lot of wrestling a lot of wrestling huh? and then yeah. number five the uh, ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip hosted by wow. troy benjamin and chris stewart That's so awesome yeah a lot of fun stuff um uh, but anyways it all jokes aside uh a lot of people don't actually listen to us on spotify i look at the numbers and i see the percentages but for the folks that do if, if we made your top five uh post it and tag us on instagram at yhs podcast and we will uh reshare it it's what we'll do yeah it makes us feel good does it uh, yeah <laughs> it does it does uh, thank you for listening yeah uh jake how's your week going man uh, week's going well. I'm waiting on some toys to show up. Uh, I don't know when I realized today that, um, y- you know, something that I really love to do, which I'm sure you guys do this as well, is when you order something and then it ships. Yeah. I like to check the tracking every single day. I check it on the hour sometimes. Where it is. I want to yeah. know where it's going, when it's going to get here. I just, I want to know. And I ordered something from Big Bad Toy Store last week. Oh boy! Okay, or over the weekend. Okay, and uh, and it shipped. Um, I think on Monday. I'm not sure where they're out of or where their stuff comes from, but I was checking on it today, and uh, and they're one of the ones where it's like shipped. That's all you get. There's no number. 
There's no tracking number. You just get told it's shipped. It's shipped. It's out there. You're going to get yeah, it at some that's point. That's not enough information. Because I'm just like, I'm so, like, poor Jean Grey could be anywhere. <laughs> she could be rising like a phoenix. In Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, I hope not. Uh, you I, want like a tracker that will text you like every time they stop somewhere and like how clo- how far they I wanna, are from your house. I want to know the name of the mailman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I actually got something from – so Big Bad Toy Store, they use FedEx Post. So once <laughs> it, it, it usually takes a little bit of a journey, but it will always get there. Great. I had a I had a Big Bad Toy Store figure show up today. Uh, Star Wars Black Series, um, Clone Commander Bly, which I've been waiting on for like months. It's been very hard to find. It shipped last week. Uh, the same thing, the shipping just kind of stopped updating. And then this morning I looked and it said it was out for delivery. Now, I don't know what's going on with FedEx, but the very nice woman who delivered the package was driving a Ford Taurus. So <laughs> I don't, I, and I'm not lying. Okay. Like, I was like, oh, whose car is out there? FedEx has gone rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they We're were, off the grid. They're on horseback. Yes, yes. The, the, you want your fucking packages, we'll get them to you. Yeah, the yeah. Taurus. <laughs> There's like, uh, the their, their fleet is just like uh, – it's basically CarMax. It could be anything. Uh, but uh, I thought that was kind of funny. So, well, Jake, I'm excited for for those toys to come in. Yeah, I got some stuff coming. So I got a couple prints coming and I got a couple uh, – uh, you know, I've been I've been trying to pick up this uh, Marvel Legends uh, collection. So I got some stuff coming there. And God, I feel like there was something – oh, you know, you know what else annoys me? We, I'm sure we've mentioned this a lot. But I really, really hate when people – this is an eBay problem. Um, I really don't like when somebody – you get the notification that your item has shipped. Yeah. And then three days later you go to check it and it's like, oh, well, they they electronically hit the shipping thing but it actually hasn't been dropped off at the facility yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that means it hasn't been shipped. They just put, they the ship It button. was just the end of their day and they needed to hit a quota. Yeah. They hit the ship thing. And it really annoys me about – I think like if I've ever sold anything on eBay, which I have, it's in the mail the next day. Right. Because I feel like that's your job. If you're if you're selling something to somebody, it is your job to get it in the mail as, as quick as you can. You live by um, a code. A week later is fucking annoying. If anybody is listening and you sell on eBay and you take more than two days, <laughs> get that in the mail, then go Fuck yourself and, and delete your eBay account. We're talking to you, Craig. I'm looking at all of Craig's boxes <laughs> that he was just putting together for things don't, he's selling. Craig, out on don't eBay. do that. Me and Bobby Eighties are going to get you, dude. And no. Bobby Eighties is out. Yeah, he's going to do it. He, now listen, I I ship. I have a hundred percent feedback on eBay. I ship everything, uh, but you don't take a whole week, do you? I don't. I don't. I I I think two, I think two to three days, and three days is like pushing it three days is like if you're busy you know what the worst is when you ship something with free shipping and you get to the uh post office and you've checked their address and they're in fucking hawaii and you're like god damn it this is so far this is 40- well, you know what whenever you know what when, whenever i i think this is probably a common practice but if i'm selling something on ebay which i don't sell like tons of stuff on there but if i'm selling something if i decide to make the shipping free then i raise the price just a little bit to kind of make up for yeah, the shipping couple, couple. and it just kind of makes the whole thing and i think that's why that's on there i think people do it just to make it easier like you just add an extra 10 bucks and that way you don't have to like calculate yeah. shipping right and also there's like a psychological element of, oh free shipping yeah i don't know it's exactly. 20 bucks more but the yeah shipping. you just restructured the payment but yeah it's same. I like, I like it. Um, well, listen, we got a little package in the mail today. I wanted to thank uh, Adam Sloman. He's a YHS listener. He is in the UK. He's sent us some stuff before. He sent Abby the famous... Uh, Pike High Tower is my co-pilot. Yeah, the, the bumper sticker. Yeah, he's the, in like a car club. He's yeah. a car guy. Uh, Adam sent a box of Slimer cupcakes. They're like a UK exclusive. Uh, something we don't have over here. And uh, very nice of him. Yeah, it's like a. they look... I don't know if I want to say appetizing, but very interesting. They, they look disgusting. Yeah, but they're they gross. Look, <laughs> they look ro- like I, all, and not just those. The other ones too. There's like two or three different ones that exist. They all look like they're completely weird and disgusting. But there's also something that like screams like early. It looks like an old Nickelodeon food or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you guys going to open that and, and try those? Or are you just going to leave them boxed? Because it's from the UK. I'm perfectly happy leaving them sealed and just saying it's a cool little collectible. It would be cool to do a video. 
but now I I, I you remember sure. that time. Remember that time Same. you guys dunked Twinkies into Ecto Cooler? What were you there? Yeah. Didn't we all do that? <laughs> yeah, it was well, like you I think Jake looked while it happened because I don't eat Twinkies. Oh, but okay, you're right. You're right. I, That's not okay. I forgot oh, that fact. Yeah, uh, I did. It was so sweet. It was. I was there. It, it, I remember. I, I feel like I watched that video not too long ago, and you guys look so grossed out. It's yeah. not good. It's really you disgusting. have like an immediate sugar rush and crash. Now, Jake, I've been trying to figure out if this. Did you guys swallow it? She's like, did you just chew it up? on frame and then spit it out you into a cup. if we swallowed or <laughs> i'm pretty sure i was yes i can see saying it. like some people do those food reviews yeah. and they don't actually eat the food yeah it's gross. Uh, it's like a some, people, or something. some people do that some people do that <laughs> um and i've also not licked my uh spangler wand. wand yet no wand licking <laughs> or your or your walmart shopping carts <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Everyone's like, what is happening? Um, we don't recommend that y'all do any of this. Hey, Jake, I was trying to determine now I'm going to be starting a Ghostbusters Afterlife collection where I get everything. Listen, we've all been waiting for well, this. not everything. Well, almost everything. Well, well what, what, what am I not going to get? I feel, I, don't, I feel like there was something that we were just recently talking about where you were like, I'm not buying. Oh, the, the Le- was it the Lego Ecto one where you were like, you were like, I'm not getting that. And we're like. You you even mentioned that you were like, I'm getting all the afterlife stuff. Oh, I'm not getting that Lego. Well, I said I'm not getting it, but does that sound like something I would am not gonna listen, of course I'm gonna listen, get it eventually. What, what what I assume what I assume is that because I also said I'm not getting that. But I assume at some point we're just gonna be hanging out and we're gonna be like, let's just go buy it. And we're just both gonna go buy yeah, it. Yeah, we're each gonna get one. The next time you're here, we're gonna Lego we're getting store. two of them. Yeah. Because we, we collect uh Ectos that you have to put together, and we don't put them together. <laughs> That's that in and of itself is a collection. <laughs> the unbuilt, unbuilt Legos. Ectos. Um, anyways, or just I'm, Ectos in general. I've been trying to figure out if this counts as Afterlife merchandise because it does have the new updated Afterlife logo. Then and, yes, it does. All right, there it is. Yeah, you I heard think it so. If it's got if it's got the new logo on it, it doesn't. Does it not say Afterlife anywhere? No, but it doesn't. It also doesn't say Ghostbusters. <laughs> just, does it? Just, well, it does on the side. Do I have to grab this thing? I mean, right now? I think if it's got the logo, then you can say that it's Afterlife. Mm, yeah. Cool. There you go. When I saw that trailer, I was like, the one thing I want out of this movie is like a dried ice cream cone full of frosting. Yeah. Covered. Now you got it. Now That's I have great. it. Uh, but thank you to Adam for, for sending that over. And hey, another thank you. And I'm going to play the clip right now. Let me go ahead and play the clip. And, uh, well, let me explain this, how this works. Abby, Jake, you're not going to hear the clip, but the audience is going to hear the clip. And then we're, then I've heard it before. Then we're going to talk about it. Yeah, okay. Okay? But this was uh, a gift to us from a really good friend of ours, YHS supporter, listener, and friend, and uh, Ray Esposito. And he runs Ghostbusters Universe News, Facebook, and Instagram. Close personal friend. And he gave us, based on our... Uh, our uh, based on our spiritual connection with him. <laughs> well, based on a conversation that we had last week, he sent this along our way. And yes, I have some group therapy. And we're going to play it for everybody right now. Happy holidays to Abby, Craig, and Jake. Kenny G here. This is a shout out from Raymond Esposito to you guys. I understand you're doing a podcast or you do a podcast. You talked about me, I hear. Thank you very much. And wishing you a very happy holiday season. And you know what? Let me actually, you know, I've got a studio right here. You've got probably a nice studio to do your podcast. Let me give you some nice Christmas music to help celebrate your podcast and the holidays. There it was, Kenny G wishing, not the YHS universe, not the listeners, the hosts, <laughs> Craig, Abby, and Jake, 
from Kenny G. Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. We might have a studio just as nice as his. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Uh, Jake, <laughs> when he said that, I was like, oh, he's so nice. Jake, you saw this uh, before I did. And you were losing your mind. I mean, how cool I, was that? I panicked. I watched it. I watched it like multiple times throughout, just throughout the weekend. Uh, I saw it and I, I had woken up a little late in the afternoon. I don't want to sound like I was sleeping all day, but no, it's fine. I, hey, you woke up I woke, so early to looking, save I children. And I was, <laughs> yeah, I saw it and I was like, after saving the what, children. I was just, I was like completely floored by what it was because like we had just had the conversation. We, you know, it was last week's episode. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah, it was kind of the, the first thing I saw when I woke up and it, it was for, like, first of all, thank you, Ray. It was really cool. It yes. was very nice, but also like, Kenny G seems like just such a cool dude. And yeah. after I was just, you called me later on that day and I was like, I'm literally just listening to Kenny G now because now <laughs> I feel like I owe it to him to listen to him more because he was so nice. Once you start, you can't stop. I know he's getting paid to be nice, but he just genuinely seems like a nice dude. Like an elegant, delicate fellow. He's just, he's very talented and not all ageless. Cameo, not all cameos are good. There's some really bad <laughs> yeah. ones. Hey, sometimes they get your names wrong. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Dude, the Yes Have Movies podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, that was great. Well, and, I think it depends on quali- the quality of person that you're getting the cameo from. I think that um, I mean, Kenny G seems our last, our last one said our name wrong. Right, yeah. right, yeah. They're also now. I will say this, uh, Jake. We had a whole conversation about saxophones and soprano saxes, and then yeah. the Kenny G conversation, and now Kenny G wishing us a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Who's going to carry this torch, dude? We we are now the biggest Kenny G podcast. On the internet. And we are. And to commemorate this moment, there is an official holiday t-shirt from Yes Have Some Podcast featuring Kenny G. It's absolutely hideous, and it's only available to members of Yes Have Some Group Therapy. You can go get the details in there now. Sign up for group therapy. It's absolutely free. and uh, It's ugly, and it's exclusive. <laughs> yeah, and even some listeners were saying they were sending it to their parents uh, as possible Christmas wish list items. I love that. I lo- me Thank too. You, Owen. Yes. I love how interconnected um, our universe is. Like we bring Kenny G in on the show, basically talking about him. Then a week later, he's talking about us, and it's just <laughs> special how it all ripples out. It's really. Um, good I, I I have been spending every day. Like I get on a. I, so you know we were talking about last week. Used to play saxophone. I've wanted to get a new saxophone for a long time, but I don't. They're they're very expensive, and I don't want to like buy a brand new one. I'm not going to be like playing it that much, but I want one. So I check like marketplace all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some on there that are like, you know, the really crappy ones, like the one, the ones that are like the equivalent of the Soprano that my mom bought me. Right. But sometimes you get some Yamaha's on there, you know, and those are, those are some good ones. And I, 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 I send people a lot of messages seeing if they want to trade like tattoos for their saxophone all the time. And I have yet to get anybody <laughs> who want who's who who is that specific of a trade right but that's uh, a pretty but, yeah but after the kenny g thing i was like am i just i'm just gonna go buy a sax i want a saxophone now well, yeah. i didn't buy one here's but. the thing here's the thing and i want to be really real with everybody we've got a lot of listeners from all over the country a lot of our listeners like tattoos and maybe one of those listeners who likes tattoos has a hey, saxophone. If, if any of our listeners has an alto saxophone that you want to trade for some tattoos, mm. come do it. Yeah. We'll even drive to wherever you are and pick you up because we have literally nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great deal. It's going to be that same person who bought something in Hawaii. Like, God damn it. I'm like swimming across the ocean. <laughs> going to, get, to Hawaii. Go, go to Jake and get a saxophone. Yes. Cool. All right. Um, well, listen, everybody, uh, we do have the holidays coming up. We really appreciate everybody's support. What we're going to do now is get right into this week's episode, unless you guys have any other uh, housekeeping notes uh, before we get started. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of housekeeping notes before we get started. All right. So I think Jake might have some housekeeping notes before we get started. Okay. Sounds like it. I mean, uh, technically, this is getting started because it has to do with what we're about to talk about. Okay, cool. I just want to say that I think we're going to have to stop doing hot takes episodes. Wow. No. Because nobody can learn what a hot take is. You're saying they don't deserve it. Just, you know, if you guys don't know what a hot take is, then, you know, you know what, what do you want us to do? And they're going to cancel. We should put a, to some sort of instruction video out on how to create a hot take. And how to, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like, almost like one of those videos, like when you go get a job at Kohl's or whatever, and they show you, like, the old videos. Mm-hmm. 
Like, so you want to make a hot take? <laughs> First make- off, it shouldn't be more than one sentence. <laughs> And it's like someone sitting down, like writing hot take, hot take scratching right. it out. If your hot take is based on a commonly held opinion, it's not a hot take. It's just a commonly held opinion. Um, I, I like the phrasing "making a hot take." It's kind of funny. To me. <laughs> I just made a hot make take. a hot take. Well, you got to put it in the microwave. <laughs> I had to clean up afterwards. <laughs> I was making hot takes earlier. Defrost for two and a half minutes. I just see Jake like you There's put the hot, hot take all over the kitchen. You put the hot. You guys take- are cooking this hot take all wrong. <laughs> The hot takes in the oven, you see Jake's like face lower looking <laughs> looking at it, like excited about it. No, we we listen, there were so many hot takes uh that we didn't get to last week, and then I started a new thread and there were so many new ones that we're just gonna do those because I I don't even know where we cut off last week. But this is gonna be the <laughs> continuum. Like- 300 on the first one it's you guys have ghostbusters opinions and i love it so we're gonna get to them we're gonna have some fun should we rule whether or not it's technically a hot take and move forward from there like if it doesn't make make the cut just like well i'm i'm hoping that craig just does what he did last time and he doesn't we're not gonna go through every single one of them right oh if i did what i did last time we'd still be talking about kenny g (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, everybody. Well, welcome to Ghostbusters Hot Takes, presented by Yes, Have Some Podcast. Hot Takes! Ouch! That was loud. It was hot. That was hot. Spicy. It was supposed to be. Hey, okay, also rank the... What are those things called? Like spicy, savory, uh, sweet... Heat index? Yeah. No, that's not what it's called. Flavor? (laughs) Whatever those are. Hot sauces? <laughs> amber alert? Like the amber, <laughs> like the, what's it called? The Ow. scale? No, Orange. listen, listen. The four experiences that your tongue can have. Umami, sweet, savor, salty? salty? Sweet, salty, sour, yeah, umami. Yeah. Sweet, salty, sour, umami. Okay. I think that's it. Anyways, uh, hot. here's my hot take. Has nothing to do with Ghostbusters. Sweet is the bottom. Sweet sucks. That's not true. Sweet's my favorite. Mm. I got a sweet tooth. I'm going to look up four flavors. Are we still They're not flavors. Jake, what do you think? What do you – I don't know what you're trying to say, Okay, Greg. okay. I don't They're know. not flavors. Listen, it's like the palate. The palate of the tongue. Oh, it's sweet, bitter, sour, and salty. Yes, those are the four. Bitter sucks. Sweet okay. sucks. Salt – this is a terribly boring. Hey, this is why are you? Why are we talking about? What, what's happening? <laughs> Umami's right in the middle of the tongue. Umami. Umami. All right, here we go. Okay, cool. Hot take number one. We went to group therapy and said, "Bring us your hot takes." And we decided to talk about the tastes of your tongue. Hey, get in group therapy. Let us know your taste tongues. <laughs> Owen Triolo says, "Flip City is the pinnacle of all the music used in the Ghostbusters films." I believe that's a hot take. Yeah, I think so. That's a hot uh, take. That's probably a hot take because I think a lot of people would just say the Ghostbusters theme. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the pinnacle. It's you could say it's, it's representative. Yeah, of like the whole. It's a good song yeah. for sure. It's a good I, song. I can't, I can't be like that's one of those kind of hot takes where it's like, oh, that is a hot take, but I cannot fault you for that because it's a good song. Yeah. Let me, let me look up the also, actual. Good job on making a hot take, Owen. That's a hot take. Uh, are we just insulting her? No, I sound really sarcastic, yeah, but I'm being serious. That's a great hot take. Uh, hold on one second. I'm going to look up the actual definition of the word pinnacle, and we can see if that applies to Flip City. Like the highest point? The most successful point or the culmination. So, out of- Oh, well, then, then, then that's absolutely no. <laughs> successful. It's false. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Uh, it's it's a good song, but I don't think it's the pinnacle. It is a good song. Yeah. Um, Jason Pretty Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hot takes don't have to be true. That's true. Yeah, that That's is true. true. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, Jason Smith. Real Ghostbusters multicolored flight suits are better than GB One tan versions. Hey, I like this. I one. agree. That's a hot. That is a hot take, and I don't think I've ever thought about that before. But uh, I, I I like the multicolored suits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like the GB2 suits better than the Part 1 suits. Um, I guess I don't know how they would like – how that would translate on film or if it would be weird seeing them in different colors like that. But I, that, that's a good little hot take. I like that. Yeah, I really like that. I was actually looking back at my old GB hot takes and one of the ones I wrote down never said was that khaki and lime green do not look good together. So that's just something. Your old ones? Yeah, I never mentioned that from last week. No, but I I agree that the the RGB suits are are much more appealing to the eye. And I personally um, have always wanted to do those and like costume them more than 
the khaki suit because yeah. it gets kind of boring. I, I, I agree. I, I like the, the the blasts of color. I mean, I posted my Mattel Ghostbusters prototypes on Instagram the other day, and I specifically mentioned that they're just so fun and colorful. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. The last Hasbro Pulse thing where they announced the Transformers uh, crossover um, – or was it? I don't know. At some point, Hasbro did say that as they were trying to develop the new Fright Features line of Ghostbusters figures, they considered doing the multicolored suits and decided mm-hmm. against it. I think that was a bad idea. I want multicolored suits. Same. There you go. I'll take Same. it. All right. Yeah, more color, more diversity. Uh, Tommy Cavanaugh, Elaine. Who's Elaine? Elaine. Okay, Elaine, the lady from the, who saw the alien at Paramus? That's Elaine. Okay. Right. Okay. Her hairstyle in GB2 is better than Janine's in GB1. Do you think that's a typo that Elaine's is supposed to be Janine's? Or do you think it's supposed to say Elaine? Well, Elaine is... That's a character in GB2. He's just... That's not a hot take. He's just saying, I like that All right, person's hair. That one. All right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Tommy. I think the real hot take is that Janine's hair looks better natural than with the wig. Okay. Because it's natural in GB1 or All the original right. versus... Uh, Kevin Hines... Ghostbusters made smoking cigarettes look really cool in GB one. I mean, no, no, I don't. I don't think that the cigarettes added to. I think you're both wrong. I hate cigarettes. I can't stand the smell of cigarettes. But when I see Peter Venkman smoking a cigarette with Winston by the containment unit, I'm like, I they look cool to me. You like the death no. sticks? No, I completely disagree. All right, there you go. Nothing cool looking or any. You look smoking looks dumb. Yeah. It there's something it's like a very stupid look. I don't I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't find it offensive. I didn't grow up watching Ghostbusters though, so it's not like I had that first time seeing it as a oh, kid. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really I wanted to I just liked it cuz I was like, look, the Ghostbusters do what my mom does two and a half packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Sorry, mom. You're not Love listening. You. Okay. You're not uh Greg Munda. Now, by the way, I'm glad Greg's here to to leave these uh these posts. This is a long one, though, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, he was saying that he does not think that the dialogue and the movement of Peter Venkman in the dancing toaster scene actually matches up to the song and that they overdubbed it at some point. Um, that's probably we'll move on from that. But that's probably true because that is what they do It's like they probably weren't playing Jackie Wilson live mm-hmm. there. Right. That wasn't maybe. Yeah. 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 As, yeah, like no, his, I, I agree. That's that's. I think that's a. I think that's a common thing in movies. Right, yeah, like right. their movements match a different beat, so it seems odd. Um. Uh. Okay, Tony Taylor. If Eddie Murphy, John Candy, and John Belushi would have been in Ghostbusters like originally planned, it would have been a worse movie, not better. That's not a hot take. That's true. That's that, probably true. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I don't know where that would have gone. Um, but I, wouldn't have gone. I mean, would not have been like for 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 it to be a hot take. It has to be. People would have to generally think that that was a true statement that John can't like that they would be a that they would make a better Ghostbusters movie. Right. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say no. John Candy would be better. So that doesn't work. I, I will say though, like I think Eddie Murphy or John Belushi would have made fine Ghostbusters, but the movie doesn't work without Bill Murray or. Uh, Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Right. Uh, now, Tony Taylor has another one. Kenny G should have done the theme song instead of Ray Parker Jr. Now, that is a fact. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to hear, like, his version of the song. I just want to hear him cover it. Wait. We Wait. should order a cameo of Kenny G playing the Ghostbusters theme? Yes. Wait. Wait. You think he'll do that? We could be responsible for rebooting his career, like, in a big way. <laughs> Like since Lonely Island, he might not need our help, but we might need his help. (laughs) He wasn't in Lonely Island. Not, but the Lonely Island video on SNL. Don't they get Kenny G to do? That's Michael Bolton. Oh, that's Michael Bolton. Shit. That's the other curly haired white guy. Damn it. Oh man, I'm I'm mixing up my. I don't know what you call that. I'm sorry. What do you call handsome man? Handsome uh, saxophonist. Michael Bolton does not play the saxophone. Michael Bolton does not. You know what? Yeah. He's just an amazing person. I'm really sorry, y'all. Okay. Um, moving on, Jeff Wisnot. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is just a Stranger Things rip Oh, shut up. Mm. Who said that? Somebody that Jake argued with. <laughs> uh, hi, Jeff, by the way. Um, Tony Lewandowski, the 80s films are the only of 
Only version of GB that works for me. The heart is in the actor's portrayal of the characters and the humor. Comics, TV series are just dudes fighting ghosts. So this is interesting. This is the opposite of the take that we saw last week, which was... I can hear John Yerkeva getting so mad right now. (laughs) He's he's hulking out. This is basically saying like, hey, the reason why Ghostbusters works is because of those actors and those movies. If we're like if we're on the spectrum of Ghostbusters, I kind of lean towards this opinion more than the real Ghostbusters is the purest form of Ghostbusters. Like I'm not saying I fully agree with this, but when I think about Ghostbusters, I think about the actors. I think about Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I agree with that. And it is I think Ghostbusters can work either way. You know, it can work in the way that like John, your cable wants it to work where you're more about, you know, other teams and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's just like a completely different version of the of the thing. But I agree that when I think about Ghostbusters, it's it's those actors. Yeah. More so than like hunting the ghosts. Yeah, I I think that that's that's what we all like most. And that's our version our best version of Ghostbusters. Like when I think about when I was a kid, I, I watched real Ghostbusters all the time, but like the movies are what I loved yes. like more than anything. And as an adult, that's how I feel. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I've watched Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters too, like countless times. So when it comes to RGB, I haven't actually trudged through all of it. There you go. Yeah. Jason House, I hope Paul Rudd is the villain in Afterlife. It'd be the perfect dupe him and his lovable, quirky guys he plays. Um, it's not a hot take. That's not a hot take. But I can rephrase this and make it a hot take. Paul, Ru- Paul Rudd should be the villain in Afterlife. I would be perfectly <laughs> okay with that. All right. I mean, he- I, don't, I still don't think that's a hot take. In my mind, I like, don't think it's a hot take. No, yeah. uh, it's possible. Yeah, but. it's possible. We don't know what, what, what the deal is. Or if it's like Ghostbusters, the one of your main good guys becomes a villain halfway through. That seems to be the pattern. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dana, Lewis, Janos, Rowan, mm-hmm. um, uh, the three of us. I feel like oh, we're the villain. Like, was a bad guy the whole time. We, oh, right. we switched halfway no, I meant, through our podcast. I didn't mean, yeah, I didn't mean Chris. Uh, I meant Chris Hemsworth switches. Oh. Uh, but no, yes, have some. Like, ha- like after about year <laughs> two and a half, we became bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's even an iTunes review about it. I liked the old stuff. Yeah, we used to be good. Now we're bad. <laughs> That's really funny. That should be a shirt. Yes, and now have we some. have a little bow tie. We used to be good. <laughs> Dan Harshman, people who cannot talk about Ghostbusters without complaining about Answer the Call are inherently boring. So we're boring? That's, the three that's of not us. what just, we do. I'm just kidding because hey, we do, we do no, talk no, no. about it. No, he's talking about when you make a post about Ghostbusters and oh. somebody off topic just starts just pushing about it. Immediately. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. Yeah, that is inherently boring. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Todd, I think Answer the Call is a decent enough movie. It just falls short because it's called Ghostbusters. That's a weird statement. What does that mean? I don't know if decent enough that is mean? a hot take terminology like necessarily. I think what he's saying is Being that – Being called Ghostbusters makes the movie not good? I think he's saying that if it didn't have the pressure of being a Ghostbusters movie, people wouldn't be as – It wouldn't be the most hated trailer of all time? Yeah, if they would have – if they just would have <laughs> called it – if they would have just called it Scooby-Doo, no one would be here complaining, I guess. Right, right, right. I would be. I was like, hey, there wasn't even a fucking dog in that movie. Why they call it <laughs> Scooby-Doo? Uh, okay. Um Dan Harshman, the worst part about Ghostbusters is the fans. Calm down, Dan Harshman. Uh, <laughs> he called me a prima donna yesterday. Dan, you don't have to live up to your last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want Dan calm, man. Dan Harshman <laughs> called me a prima donna yesterday because I was. I said I was. Uh, and I was completely saving your voice. Yeah, I was like, I'm saving my voice Wait, for podcasting. Why? When I was on group therapy on <laughs> oh Facebook Live yesterday. Oh my god! I was though. Um. Uh, he's got more Dan Harshman again. Wait, did we miss part of it? Oh, this is the one I like people complaining about the kids in afterlife. Never had a childhood. Or maybe <laughs> Dude, Dan's I don't know if I eat. can assess that. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think anybody complaining about afterlife is kind of jumping the gun. Nobody's seen it and it looks so far so great. Yeah. We have yet to see how it all plays out. Uh, Jake, I'm going to throw this one to you because I want your reaction. Hazard stripes and slime on everything is the laziest aesthetic choice for Ghostbusters. Oh, 
yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I feel like we've been saying that about hazard stripes for a long time. It does. It does really, really seem like in the last however many amount of years they have just every any kind of product. They're just like throw some hazard tape or some slime on it. And yeah, I agree with that. It doesn't it doesn't look great. Rarely ever does it look great. <laughs> yeah, I've been happy with the 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 move away from that with like plasma series where they have kind of the khaki rip stop. Uh, it's just, it, mm-hmm. I'm just glad it's different. Like there's still caution yeah, stripe, but it like, just looks better. but yeah. like the packaging to me, the packaging on the plasma series Spangler wand was so much better yeah. than even like the Mattel wand. More detail I yeah. think to it. Cause caution striping and slime doesn't have like a ton of detail or depth or interest intrigue to <laughs> right, it. Right. When you look at it. Um, okay, cool. Uh, thank you, Dan, for that. That that was what that was like um, a melee of hot takes. Yeah, uh, he was button mashing <laughs> Whipping them out. Yeah, uh, Philip Ar- Philip Oliver, the library ghost, is the scariest part of the entire Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, that might be true. That I might mean, be a true statement. Definitely scarier than like yeah. the third act stuff. It, and it kind of gets you because you're not expecting. I mean, it. it is scary. Like that. That is legitimately like the sculpt on that thing. It's like sort of a jump scare. It's still early in the movie where you're still figuring out what the tone is, and it's like it. That is that whole scene is a buildup to that. That that that's probably. I, I think I would agree with this. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Good one. That was a good one. Uh, Joe Gagliano, the opening scene of Answer the Call is one of my favorite scenes in any Ghostbusters movie. That's not a hot take. That's, that's not what, that's, that's your favorite scene. Yeah. I'm glad you like that. What's next? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I've got issues with that scene, but we don't have to go on it. Um, Randy Rodriguez. Uh, let's see what oh, he has to say. I started watching Extreme Ghostbusters on Hulu. The, the one I think I don't are where uh, episode two, why are they not wearing flight suits? Okay. Yeah. Not really a hot take, but that's fine. Randy's a great guy. Um, I don't know why they don't have flight suits in that episode, but that's, uh, it's been a while since it's I've been watched. Yeah, I'd have to go back. Uh, Extreme Ghostbusters is great. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Ray Cameron, people actually out here shitting on answer the call, but will watch any GB fan film and be like, that was amazing. (laughs) 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 I love that. Not a hot take, but that was, I like that. That's, I mean, that's the point. He's got a point. Ron Daniels. Oh boy. (laughs) He says, ley lines was an amazing concept. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like trauma I mean, points in the city where like terrible things happen to people. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Think, I think Ley Lines was probably the the best concept that that movie had going for it. Yeah, it just felt like underused and shoehorned in at the last moment. Yeah, if they of. would have brought it up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But again, here's the thing. <clears throat> if you think about it, that scene is trying to mimic the jail scene of Ghostbusters 1 where uh, – uh, Egon and Ray are trying to explain to the audience, literally the audience of uh, criminals, and yeah. uh, as well as uh, Peter Venkman, who never studied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of a similar thing, just maybe not, maybe not quite as effective. So mm-hmm. yeah, all right, all right, Ron, you win. Good one. <laughs> you lawyered us. You lawyered us hard. Andrew Schaefer, ghosts have rights. The Ghostbusters are violating them. Wow. Yeah, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. They probably should have rights, though. Like, but under the living, are they different? Like, for do they have like? That's I honestly, a whole episode. Yeah. I thing. guess it depends on what kind of ghost it is. Because sometimes, like, sometimes in the movies, it's like you know the jogger ghost. It's like, oh, it's just a dude who died and he loved jogging, and his spirit is just jog. Like, what's right. he doing? Right. But that's what so I want it's my like, spirit to do. Why are we destroying that guy? But then it's like you have ghosts that are like, you know, Slimer or Stay Puffed or or any of the other ghosts that are like ter- like actively terrorizing Malevolent people. Malevolent spirit, yeah. Guys, yeah. I think I figured it out. We don't have to have that kind of discussion. Yeah, um, should they be like hold on, I gotta the fig- judicial system? No, I got to figure it out. When you die, when you become a ghost, your rights revert back to your mother. Because before you're born, it's your mother who's carrying you. And it's a woman's rights issue. So I think she should retain those rights once you're dead. And if your mom's gone, then that's why they have to call in the Ghostbusters. They don't show that part of every Ghostbusters movie. Janine takes the call and they're like, okay, there's a haunting. Then she checks to see if their mom's alive and then they move on. Okay. Should I stop? Should I stop? I don't know if I follow that theory. (laughs) 
I think there's some stuff. There's some holes. I think Jake just uh, cut his mic off again. Yeah. Um, please, please don't call my mom to ask if I should continue on as a ghost. No, motherless ghosts. You don't think motherless ghosts are inherently sad? Wow. Yeah, but nobody wants sad Ghostbusters. What the fuck? John Yurkaba. Hey, I'm going to need one of our listeners to back me on this. Just one of you. Send you a sticker on your mother motherless ghost theory <laughs> yeah good luck john your cave part four he says the ghosts from real ghostbusters might not be as scary to everyone as the film ghosts but the rgb ghosts are by far more memorable creative and oftentimes more threatening and then there's there's a button that says see more but i don't know if i want to click it i uh unclick so unclick first, unclick well well first of all slimer is the most memorable ghost period he originated in the films. Yes. So therefore, on that part, I think I would disagree. But I could maybe agree that they are more. Uh, w- wait, hold, he said they're more memorable and they're more. Well, he's talking about like Sam Hain and Sandman and Boogeyman. They're more and dangerous. That. Yeah. That part may be true. Sure. Um, but also the Gozer was like literally going to like destroy the entire world. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. What's, what's more imposing or dangerous than that? Yeah. And we were just saying the library ghost is terrifying to think of. So when you're saying memorable, we remember that one and taxi cab. I think, the, I think the thing with the real ghostbusters ghost is you've got some memorable ghosts that actually had some screen time that like showed up multiple yes. times. Mm-hmm. Like when we think of the taxi cab ghost, that's memorable, but he was in the first ghostbusters movie for about seven Split seconds. Second, yeah. yeah. Right. So you get, a, you get an entire episode to every ghost. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I I definitely can see that point. Uh, John Yerkeba has another one. He says, I'm going to give Afterlife a pass, but after that, we need to officially put a moratorium on using Gozer or anyone related to uh, or any relation to Ghostbuster in GB media of any kind. So basically, uh, he's saying done with Gozer in Shandor past Afterlife. Let me okay. say afterlife and yeah, see if it see. like wraps yeah, up those yeah. loose ends. I mean, I can, I can definitely understand that kind of – it's almost like a little bit of fatigue. You know, We just got that in Star Wars. You just bring back the same yeah. – yeah, I can see that. Resurrecting the same old ghost. Uh, J.D. Raymer says there should be a faux reality show like Reno 911 featuring Ghostbusters franchises from around the world. Uh, probably not a hot take, but I <laughs> love that idea. Like, yeah, I love that re- idea. Responding – like, but are we saying it's like, are, are we saying there's actors in this? Oh yeah. Not or, actual, like, not like, but it's like a scripted sketch. Yeah. Not like franchises, not like we're going to Dragon Con franchises. Sure, I mean, like, sure. I think like a field office in like the middle of nowhere with a couple people similar to Reno 911, but they're part of the Ghostbusters organization is funny. You I'd cut, like that. Yeah. It's similar to a lot of fan films, but I think like done properly. Well, Jake has explained to us multiple times why fan films don't work. <laughs> okay. Right. Is this the baby Oscar theory or is there? Well, they don't no, work because I mean, the people doing them aren't actually oh, directors and right. actors. <laughs> it's like when oh, I do paintings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it just doesn't or when work. I play the guitar. Uh, JD, that's a, that's a good guess. That's a, not a good guess. You can guess anything. That's a good idea. <laughs> Uh, good guess. That's what I wrote a spec script and I'm <laughs> pitching it this week. Fingers crossed. It's called uh, Ghostbusters 411. Alex C. West says the profession of ghostbusting is misunderstood by people who wear badges and relate to the police and firefighting as opposed to exterminators, plumbers, or cable guys. Yeah. Ivan Reitman has always been big on like saying like they're exterminators. Like these are. Yeah. They're not stopping crime. They're just cleaning up the town. There you go. That's yeah. why that documentary is not That's called Stop and Crime. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Essentially. All right. Uh, Aaron Ramey, uh, Finn Wolfhard is the new Bruce Campbell. Okay. I, 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 he, there's more to that, but if I just stop the sentence there. Based on jaws and uh, cheek lines and all that? Well, I don't. I, if I keep reading, I don't know if. It, That's a no. <laughs> he says, dressed up as a Ghostbuster in his breakout series and a major horror franchise and now in his own Ghostbusters movie. So he's saying it's like uh, in, in kind of a meta way. We'll see. We'll see in 30 years. If wait, wait, what, what was his name? Aaron Ramey. Yeah. Okay. We see that's Sam Ramey making that comment. Oh. 
Yeah, you know, Finn's really more like Bruce. So he can get on here and talk about Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Please do. There you go. Talk That's about Bruce funny. Campbell. Um, Andrew Schaefer, Gozer isn't a ghost. It's an interdimensional entity. Same with over half of the ghosts that these so-called Ghostbusters bust. That's pretty funny. That's not a that, hot take, but it's true. That's a fact, a little known fact. Hey, Jake, yeah. uh, Abby and Jake, yes. uh, let's uh, let's plug Andrew Shaver's book real quick. Yeah, I'm actually holding it right now. Uh, Secret Santa, The Gift That Keeps on Giving by Andrew Shaver, New York Times bestselling author. Um, I've not started it yet because I just got it in the mail, but I'm psyched to. It's a nice paperback. It's a great gift for stocking stuffers. I think you can get it at bookstores and online. Yeah, Amazon. Jake, you got your copy as well? I did. I got it today. It's uh, it, it looks like a nice, fun, you know, quick read, and I'm I'm excited to get into it. Yep. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear all about it. Yeah. From you guys. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I will tell you about it soon. Will you guys record an audiobook for me? Okay. There is an audiobook version, which I also downloaded. Did oh, he read it? Tight. It's not by him. I wish it was, but there is an audiobook version. Ooh, I got some Audible credits to burn. Yeah. Yep. Dude, you should see me burning these audible credits. I'm like an old lady at a slot machine. I'm just like Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, whoever else you can get. <laughs> yes, I read political books. Who cares? <laughs> of all uh, spectrum of politics. Yeah, no, I respect it. George W. Bush, decision points. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> God, we're almost I think we're almost done. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Jamil yeah. Payne. If the new movie doesn't do well, they should do a complete reboot recasting the originals. Ooh. That's a hot take. Now that is a hot take. Yeah. I, it's spicy. Polarizing. I'm sweating over kind there. Kind of throwing out the old. All right. So Abby. I'm scared. Dangerous territory recasting and rebooting. Yeah, that's going to be polarizing for sure, I think, to to recast everybody and just try to go and redo the plot. Um, I think we all want something fresh, and that's kind of what we're all getting at. But good job, Jamila, doing a, a hot take. He made a hot take. You made one. You made a real that's good one. That's a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. And, I, and and it's like, that's one of those hot takes that I don't want to agree with it because I'm scared of it. But also, it could work. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't want to ever see your, like, favorite characters recast or whatever. But then it's like, well, we've seen them try to make a Ghostbusters movie without recasting, you know? And it was a disaster. So it's like, what do you what what do you do if you don't keep it in the same? I, it's it's a possibility. I'm scared of that possibility, but it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm more open to recasting and telling the story again from the beginning in a new and fresh manner than I would be in a like, you know, w- one of the biggest like we joke about solo all the time, but. The hardest thing for me to grasp in that movie is seeing somebody else play Han Solo. And maybe that makes me short-sighted. And even though I could see it working for Ghostbusters or even like we've talked a lot about Mandalorian lately. Will Luke come in at some point? Could it be a different actor? Like, I don't know. I just – I think it would be – Well, sorry. You finish finish your thought. No, you're good. I I was just going to say like I don't think that – I would rather see something recasted than like aged down or something like that. Whenever Dr. Sleep came out, even though the roles that they recasted were very small, I like that so much more because it feels like real filmmaking and it feels like theater. You know what I mean? It's like you get people. But the reason it didn't work in Star Wars is not specifically because that person, you know, didn't look act or sound like Harrison Ford. It's a, it's a little, it it is those things, but it also is the writing. It also is the timing of the movie release. It is the directing. It's gotta be like a perfect storm of things. If you're going to like, if you're going to recast somebody famous, you know, in a famous role, Mm. it just has to be paid attention to and done correctly. You can't just hire somebody and think, Oh, they're they're good enough to just pull it off. Mm-mm. It's like a it's like a whole fucking recipe of ingredients. Yeah, I was gonna say to it's like replacing right. the 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 protein in a in a like a recipe or something. Like you've got to finesse it and treat it the same way and with the same care and preparation, or else you're gonna taste it immediately and be like, "This is not." You spit it out. It's not good. It's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I listen. We don't know what the future of Ghostbusters is past afterlife. The only things we do know are that 
uh, movies get remade, properties that exist that are, are money makers will always be, uh, for the most part, with a couple exceptions, uh, tinkered with and rebooted and remade. So I would not be surprised if in our lifetime, whether it's 20, 25 years, whatever, that we do see uh, a new group of Ghostbusters. Possibly they, you know, the, the decision they need to make is kind of goes back to the conversation we were having a little while ago, which is what is the driving force of Ghostbusters? If it is, if the market research and the, the, the fandom says that we need these characters for Ghostbusters to work, then I definitely think Peter Vakeman, Egon Spangler, Ray Stance, Winston Zedmore will be recast and redone at some point. If it's just the universe then I think we could just keep moving on and maybe down the line, we do have whole new groups of ghostbusters that are just kind of exist in the same world. Uh, but with their own stories and things like that. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. It's all to be determined after afterlife. I think, Hey, ghost core, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Just, uh, you know, futures Iris. hinging on you are <laughs> literally our podcasting careers are, <laughs> you know, we used to be good. Now we're bad. We want to be good again. <laughs> we're bad now. Uh, so, uh, OK, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Lee FW movie accuracy is not important in a toy. If you've ever complained about having two terror dogs with the same horns, you should probably stop collecting Ghostbusters figures and get some sunlight. Now, a that's funny. Yeah. Uh you, I, I can tackle this first. Yeah, I Go think for it. I think it depends on the toy and the price of the toy. That's what I think. I think that if it's a hot toy, if you're paying two hundred dollars for an action figure, accuracy is of the utmost importance. Yeah, I think if you're paying twenty to thirty dollars for an action figure, it's still pretty important. You want to be able to pick out that face. If you're buying twelve yeah. inch Titan Hero Ghostbusters for eight bucks, not so important. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's tough because it's, uh, you know, we, Jake, we talked about these plasma series figures. They're, they're pretty accurate, but there are like little inconsistencies here and there. <laughs> yeah. I think they're pretty great over. I think for the price, they're fine. You know, they're, they're good. They're good. I don't want to say fun. that sounds like they're not great for the price when you're paying, you know, 20 bucks, 20 bucks whatever. Right. Uh, I think that's pretty good. I think what we got is pretty good. I I can see what he's saying, and I agree to some point. But I agree with you about it's a price thing. It's a it's a price issue, and it's a and it's a you know it depends on what you're getting. If you're just getting you know the fig like whatever black series or plasma series, whatever that stuff's fifteen to twenty bucks. Right. You you can't complain too much about it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on your investment. There's just well, nothing else to say about right. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just it, there, I feel like this is the kind of thing where there's just a lot of variables. That's it. Like yeah, it just, just depends on sure. there's a lot of different things that go into it. Um Colton Cook. <laughs> I Getting love, a laugh. I love this one. This is a good one. <laughs> think of your favorite cover of the Ghostbusters theme song. Whichever one you're thinking about is fucking awful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't capture it. Lightning in a bottle. Don't try. Don't fuck with the original. I will say, though, like, you can't, I don't count the Run DMC song as a cover. Well, it's a weird, that's a, that's a weird instance of, of music making. (laughs) (laughs) It just is because it's like partly a cover, but then it's, it's like the music and part of the lyrics, but then also new lyrics. I don't know. Right. What is it, a, Jake? You're a musician. It's almost a remix. Okay. I, I just told Jake he's a musician. I stressed. Okay. What is it about the Ghostbusters theme song that makes it so hard to to cover and to do it justice? Because my my initial thought is like, it's well, it's just too well, iconic. Here it is. Here here it is. It's not. It's just that everybody who does it tries to put a spin on it. Yeah. Just cover the fucking song. You don't have to make it acapella or get Missy Elliott to ruin it or like whatever. It's <laughs> like just cover the fucking song. But every I like you Missy Elliott. To, it, it's the same with like uh, you know remakes and covers of songs are are the same. People think that they have to do something wildly different or add something to it. Yeah, and that's usually what fucks it up just cover the if you just want to cover it just fucking cover it you don't have to make it 
some weird thing. Right, like a variation. It's also, it's also just already a super silly song, you know? And, like, the only reason we like the Ghostbusters theme is because we love Ghostbusters and we grew up with it. But if we weren't Ghostbusters fans, if it was a different thing, we would be like, that's the stupidest fucking thing that they're still they're, using that song. It's not particularly tough or threatening as a song. Um, it's got <laughs> it's got a cheesy quality to it that when you try to, like, make it more rock and roll or hardened edged, it's or it, it just sounds bad. Well, um, that Walk the Moon cover was a pretty straightforward cover, but it just felt like it was missing. I think Ray Parker Jr. might be the uh, the missing the, sauce. Yeah, like the you just weird need, X factor. Yeah, you just need it. Yeah. And it's also kind of funny because it is not the only the only other good version is busting. Oh, busting's great. I would agree. Yeah. I, but I would say though, maybe superior. I like if you're gonna do it. I think you have to do the Run DMC version, or to a much lesser extent. But I did enjoy it. The one in the credits of Answer the Call, the the whatever that one was. It kind Which of it kind of sampled it a little bit, right? I'm sorry. It wasn't on the soundtrack. No, 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 not that one. Uh, the the one it's on the soundtrack. The one that's the the if you gonna that one. Is that a cover Well, Ray Parker. Wait, I'm just taking a Dua Lipa song. What? Who is that? What is that song? Is that Jeremiah? No, but I think you just. So honestly, are we now discovering that Dua Lipa ripped off the Ghostbusters song? Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, you and I are the only two people who are enjoying this conversation. So for the rest of the Whatever. listening audience, they like it. Who likes Dua besides us? Listen, oh, I'm sorry. She's the most popular artist. She literally in the world. is. Who? Um, Dua Lipa or Lipa? I'm not sure how to say her last name. I don't know what like you're talking about. Yeah, don't. She's just got the greatest album of 2020. Oh, is she on the Lord of the Rings soundtrack? No, it literally is, Jake. If you listen to, it, you'd be like, "Whoa, this is every single song is good." By the way, we haven't even talked about how uh, the jagged little pill performance from the. Uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, people ripped it apart. Oh my! I felt so bad. I, I mean, not like I have any reason to be protective of it, but when I saw it, I was like, "It's so weird to it's take ha- that out of context." Out of context, Broadway is—it's just hard. It's the worst thing ever. It's yeah. just so hard. People are like, Doesn't "That's work. real." That's why I like the Macy's Day Parade. It's really uncomfortable cuts and segues, and yeah. so awkward. All right, we got our last one from Jamil Payne. And again, he's got an actual hot take. I love this. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. He also owes me $55 for some triceratops. Whoa. Whoa. Gotta go meet let's him. Let's not podcast shame him. I'm not. <laughs> oh, he's going to pay He's been you? trying to come pay me, and I can't. <laughs> honestly, I'm, fl- I'm so flaky. <laughs> You're going to send a guy over? I'm not sending a guy. <laughs> <laughs> send Uncle People Tony don't realize over. if you live near us, we will meet you in parking lots to buy toys from you. And That's mostly where we hang out. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> oh, look at this morose motherfucker right here with the Triceratops. <laughs> Whatever it is, damn it. Jamil Payne, Ghostbusters is not Dan Aykroyd's best movie. True. Great Outdoors is. Well, I disagree with that. <laughs> All right, that's what I think. <laughs> so, I by think that, so by that logic, you just, like Great Outdoors more than no, Ghostbusters? No, I just was being hot. I was doing a hot take. I, I, I definitely think that's a hot That's a good hot, take, a good hot on, take because that's a real stressful hot take came, that I do not agree with. Can't do that to my ticker. I think he's really funny in that movie. I, I think Ghostbusters 2 great. is Dan Aykroyd's best movie. Whoa. <laughs> Let's face it. Okay. Um, Okay, removing Ghostbusters, what's Dan... Removing GB1, GB2, what's Dan Aykroyd's best movie? Oh, probably The Great Outdoors. Yeah, probably right. Yeah, probably right. I'm thinking others yeah, would be like a, My Girl yeah, He's done Gunheads. a lot of great stuff, yeah. but probably The Great Outdoors. You know, i got to rewatch Trading Places. I've not seen it in a very long time. Um, but it's probably Great Outdoors. He's great. That's the that's pure Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Lips and assholes. Coneheads is great, but it's not. Great Outdoors is, like, phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. It's uproarious. Uh, it's raunchy 80s. Is that it? That was it. Yeah, we're that done. was all of them. That nice. was good. Good job. That was good, everybody. Nice. That was good. Um, before we sign off, I did want to uh, let everybody know we, we did an episode of Toy Anxiety last night, and um, it's going to be on the podcast feed in the next couple of days, but it is on YouTube, and it featured <laughs> me opening up mystery Star Wars autographs. And I'm not going to lie. This was painful. <laughs> it was like the best content we've ever put out. I, I don't want to spoil it, but I, I the clip is now available as a standalone on YouTube, and uh, it, I think it's worth ten minutes of watching. I think I think 
it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, if you like suspense and reactions, yeah. you know, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake, any final thoughts this evening as we as we say goodbye to everybody for another somebody, week? Somebody send me an alto saxophone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. He'll send you some tattoos or he'll we'll drive Jake to you and he'll tattoo you. Yes. Mobile tattoo <laughs> it's, studio. It's a really easy deal. Um, no, that's it. We're good. I think I'm good. I, technically, I think I need to get you an alto sax because I'm your secret Santa from YHS. <laughs> hey, Jake, when's the last time you actually owned a saxophone? Um, uh, it's been let's see, maybe six or seven years. Okay, I had one. I sold it. I wonder yeah. if I could play my B flat scale if I grabbed a saxophone right now because that's the only. Oh. That's like the first one you learn. It's kind of ingrained in me. Get this yeah. man a sax. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you keep good. that or not? Get this man a sack? Yeah, it's I good. think I could keep that you can one. Keep that. There's Thank nothing you. offensive about good. that. Good. You gave me a look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chadwick Bozeman passed away, which is yeah. very sad. And Captain America normally would have a shield, not a saxophone. True. But I don't think there's anything but offensive about this. But in this scenario, it's funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next week. Happy. I almost said happy holidays, but we're not there yet. Happy beginning we're, of we're December. Close. Happy December. Happy end of 2020. It's the countdown. Sort yeah. of. Kind of. We're getting close. Dude, uh, did you get your uh, vaccine? No. I have yet to get that vaccine oh, implanted right. in my head or let, whatever. <laughs> whatever they're doing. Yeah. Hey, let me know. It I, feels like yesterday we were, it was March of 2020. Where we were like, this is all going like, blow God. over. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, by July... Everything will be fine. <laughs> and Jake was like, "Is it going to be that long? <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks max." Yeah, yeah. We'll stay inside. We'll wash our hands. Everything's going to be fine. Okay. What about Thor? Bring me my sex. Oh, like bring me my axe. Like bring me my sex. Okay. See you. Like did. that. Like yeah. the voice. I regret everything. I'm. <laughs> you liked it. I'm trying to think what else rhymes with sex. I can't think of anything else. Or like, uh, who are you guys? We're the Avengers. No. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? You're supposed to say we're the Ghostbusters. Oh, we're the Ghostbusters. What are you doing? Jake's what? like, what can you, you stop I got another losing one. listeners? I got this one. This last one, we'll sign off. Okay. Who are you guys? The Ghostbusters. Who does your saxes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yay. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for saving the podcast. Bye, bye sounds like you guys already signed off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain checked out like 10 minutes ago. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>